In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. And we are recording. Welcome to the place where I live. It's very nice. If that was not necessary. Oh, come on. You, you heard the pause. We all heard the pause. Yeah, I look, I needed to say some things and make it not awkward, and I definitely didn't do that. So. Another pause. Thank you for being, <laughs> thank you for being live on the from Sherman Oaks. Oaks. Yeah. That's right, live from Sherman Oaks. It's the Ideal Remake Podcast featuring Toby Flett. Oh my god, I have to say that again. Oh no. Uh, uh, no, that's that's what we're going no, with. I recently hyphenated, so I'm Toby Parker Flett. And uh, my, wife's Congratulations. Gonna, my wife's going to listen to this and be like, uh, so. Ah, uh, well. Toby Parker Flett. <clears throat> Drama all over the place. And I'm Dylan McGrath Wells, and I've grown up with a hyphenated name, so I was prepared for that. And I'm just Sam Gash. Mm. Uh, you fancy out that name, spice it up a little. I one, mean, one not, not only is my last name not hyphenated, it's a single syllable, and my first name's a single syllable. So both my la- first name and last name could fit in either of your first names, and then all of the other things are a bonus. Yeah, but you sound like a like a Marvel side character. You sound great, Sam Gash. You know that I'm not the star because if there's no alliteration, that's true. That's absolutely that is true. true. Yeah, I mean they don't really have really complicated names for like the. They don't say, oh, uh, my name's Parker uh, Peter Rose. Yeah, no, Peter Rose Parker. Peter, Peter, Peter Rose Parker. 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 Hey, they they call, the they call me PR. <laughs> oh no, that wouldn't work because of J. No, what's it's JJ, right? JJ uh, J. Jonah Jameson uh, abbreviates. Yeah, but they don't call him Jeremiah Johnson Jameson. It'd be better if they did. I Is his yeah. first name Jeremiah? I thought it was J. I believe you. Oh no, because I guess the J stands for something. It's not just J. That's why he's played by J.K. Simmons. We are there past past the depths of my Spider-Man knowledge. <laughs> I have uh, I have some friends uh, who've both been on the show, Zach Luna and. Uh, Another Marvel character. Yeah. Another good one. Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> and Scott, whose last name I'm completely blanking on, Scott Corelli. And they do a, a show called Spider-Man Minute, where they're literally watching the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time. Oh my god. And the whole episode is one, like, they yeah, analyze I mean, one minute? They analyze one minute, and then they talk about other things, like, oh man, this performance is really good. Hey, yeah. let's t- talk, talk about this actor and what they've done. That's okay. going to come up with one of my castings, by the way. Oh, oh so. the Spider-Man Minute. I, I thought of this actress because of because she's in one of the Spider-Man movies. In one of the minutes only. Oh, she's in a couple of the minutes. Oh, a couple of the minutes. Okay. Yeah. There is women in Spider-Man movies. Mm, that's true. Could be. Yeah, it's true. Narrows the field. That's right. <laughs> that's not her name, but yeah. So we're talking about Groundhog's Day today. Groundhog, no. Groundhog's You guys day. both do that. Groundhog <laughs> Days. Groundhog It's day. not like Easter's Day, is it? Like, you know, oh, that's, that's a bad one. It's not yeah. Christmas's day. But it's, it's Arbor's Day. Yeah, no, it's, is it? No, no it's not. No, it's absolutely it. not. <laughs> oh, too, President's too Day? Pre- President's Day is true. That's true. But Martin is Luther that because King, there's it, two presidents that we're celebrating? True. It's not. It, it's, it's not possessive, and it's not Martin Luther King's day. It's Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, it is Christmas it sh- Day. Mm, nice try. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. It doesn't um, end in an S. It should be Martin Luther King's Day, though. I feel that's like the first thing that. I'm saying for this remake is that it's going to be called Groundhog's Day, so people don't get it confused. Kind of like how Fast and Furious will say, "Like it's not a sequel. It's Fast a remake. And Furious. It's got to have the same name. The Fast and Furious. It's the that's whole true. rule. Rule of the show. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm split. I, I would like to see a Groundhog's Day. Like it's more like the the animal takes more possession. Like of the what movie. they uh, yeah. do with um well like Alien to Aliens. Like what uh, Patton Oswalt's pitch for Unbreakable. Oh, I haven't heard that. 
Uh, his pitch for Unbreakable is that they then have Unbreakable, uh, the Unbreakable. Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. Okay. So that's he, a he movie. has a pitch for a trilogy. There's the okay. Unbreakable movie. <laughs> yeah. The second movie is Unbreakables because, uh, well, the whole thing yeah. is that they found Bruce Willis, but there are probably other people like that. Yeah. So Bruce Willis goes out and finds those people, and they come together, and they have to face someone. And then the that's the third right. movie is called Broken. Okay. It's about like something happens that world like something breaks, someone's killed and then, like Is this just a good pitch because it's not funny. They're actually, but it's a good pitch. It, it, it doesn't have to be funny. Well, no, they're can do other well. things. Okay. They're actually doing that though. Are they? They are now. Yeah. But because, his pitch was prior to because that. Because of Patton Oswalt. No, 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 it's called, no. no, it's called Glass. Which is Mr. Glass. I love it. Well, Man, I, love that I mean that's a good name too, but it's not it's it doesn't have the punch of alien to aliens. Yeah. No. Unbreakables and Unbroken are Have you ever heard the story that's how uh James Cameron got that pitch? Oh, it was yeah. that he walked into the room and he wrote alien on the board and then drew a dollar sign after it and called it oh, aliens. Gosh. Underlined it and <laughs> I have walked not out of the room. That. It would be great if that didn't work though. What's like uh, so it's about right, aliens uh, that work next? on Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> aliens. Money never sleeps. It's okay. Just the guy next pitching next just has a dry erase marker and nothing else. <laughs> it's his whole pitch. I sure hope there's a dry erase board. Otherwise, this is really <laughs> awkward. Draws Damn it! I had alien exclamation point. That's what it be. Aliens. It's gonna be so clever. Be Turns like, out they're not about punctuation. It'll alien. Like, it'll be like airplane. So for groundhog. Groundhog Day. I do like the idea of Groundhog's Day. Like it's like, <laughs> it's sort of like a horror movie. With like, <laughs> so you, like you just haunted. want a human centipede, the Groundhog? Yeah. Oh God, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> I, that's coming that, from that's coming from your side. I'm of pretty yeah. sure that's exactly what you said. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I so when's the first time you guys saw this movie, Dylan? Um, it's really hard because I remember there was a time where like. I remember my dad used to explain movie concepts, like high movie concepts, when I was young, and then say, like, yeah, you'll see it later. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's about this guy that wakes up all the time, and, like, stuff happens to him, but, ah, uh, you'll see it later. And I, I, I like to imagine you didn't ask for these. You'd just be like, done, hold on, before you go to school, let me explain Cronhawks. Well, a I guy that wakes up all the time, day. and then stuff happens to him. Yeah, and I remember, <laughs> so um, Rick Van Winkle. The big yeah. Lebowski was explained to me this way too, where it's like <laughs> there's two people named Lebowski and they deal with like a hot with a kidnapping money. That's it. And then like Why would you explain the big Lebowski to your child? Well no, that's the thing. So we, and then I'd ask like, oh, can I see it? And it's like, eh, later. <laughs> Separate tangent. We've all seen movies with our parent that we should absolutely never have oh, seen yeah. with our parent. Yeah. Fish called Wanda was one of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least this wasn't like because, like, in the 80s, before they had R-rated movies, it was just, like, it's either a Disney cartoon movie or a PG movie, and there might be boobs and swearing and drugs in it. Yeah. There's no middle ground here. Nope. The, I saw Borat with my dad. Oh, no. What? I also so you saw known better for that. Euro Trip with my dad. Okay, uh, that's a sneaky one. Yeah. 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 That's so, a classic movie. I love Euro Trip. It's, I haven't seen it in a while, but I would watch it again because it was super fun. Yeah. Do you know who's in it, surprisingly? Fred Armisen. Do you remember the scene with the yeah. guy who's like, scoozy, scoozy? That's, the, Fred that's Fred Armisen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you, you like. I remember not knowing why that scene was so funny, and then you watch it again. You're like, oh, it's so funny because it's Fred. Ar- like anybody else oh, doing that. It makes that. so much sense in retrospect. It's yeah. still a weird scene. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's kind of like inappropriate and weird. Like now you're kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah, bizarre. Yeah. But look, yeah. you can make your trip in the Me Too movement. <laughs> you still can. Yeah. Uh, uh, when was the first time you saw your trip? I. Euro, you said Euro trip. <laughs> <laughs> Groundhog Day. Uh, seminal day at thirteen years old. No, um, Groundhog Day. I'd say very young. I don't remember what age, but I remember uh, it was young enough to the point where you know he's terrible in the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. He's not a very yeah, yeah, likable person. He's a Bill person. Murray character yeah. in the beginning of this movie. But I, I don't think I had seen any movies 
with characters like that. I was used to seeing kids' movies where it's like, this person is the hero and he is nice or she mm-hmm. is nice. And to see, to see a movie where it's like, he's the hero of the movie and he's a total asshole, it really, it really upset me. And, really, <laughs> like, and I remember growing up and not liking Bill Murray because I was like, oh, he's a jerk. Like, I couldn't differentiate in my mind. But, Man, you yeah, should so not see Stripes. Yeah. I haven't seen Stripes. He's a jerk in that movie. Well, I mean, well, I'm, an adult. I'm an adult now. I can differentiate. He's between. a jerk in that movie. He's a jerk, okay. though, in like, most Everything movies he's, he's ever done. Yeah. Like, that said, it works in St. Vincent. Yeah. I haven't seen that one either. And St. Vincent's weird because, like, for the past few movies, like, Wes Anderson movies and stuff, he's always, like, depressed. Like, yeah. he, he's led a terrible life and now he's kind of dealing with the shame of what he did in the 80s. But, like, St. Vincent <laughs> was the one where it's like, oh, he's back to being a jerk again. Yeah, well, it's was also movie, not a comedy. Was that movie good? It was. Okay, it didn't look good. It, he's, eh. he's good. Eh. The, the, the performances are all good. Yes. Fair enough. Groundhog Day is one of those movies that I legitimately don't remember the first time I ever saw. Yeah. yeah. Because it's one of those movies that everyone sees and everyone sees, like, right away. Yeah. yeah. And I, my dad loves Bill Murray. So I've seen Stripes because of my dad. I saw mm-hmm. Meatballs because of my dad. But I'm pretty sure I did not see Groundhog Day because of my dad. And it may have been because of my friends. It may have been because it was on Comedy Central. It does feel like one of those movies where it's like they came out of theaters and they're like, this is going to be on TV forever. Yeah. yeah. And, but that's the thing. I I probably saw it on Comedy Central, but going back and rewatching it, it's not strictly speaking that funny. Yeah. There yeah. are, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is an amazing movie. It absolutely holds up. They should never yeah. remake it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the hard part. But... I don't know. It's just... It has comedic moments, and Bill Murray's obviously funny, yeah. but it, I wouldn't call it a comedy. Well, well, it's also weird watching this movie again, like, that it feels like it's a 60-minute-long movie, that, like, how tight and fast it happens. Absolutely. Because, like, we're so used to now, like, you know, oh, like, we're gonna, like, really stretch out this funny part, or, like, yeah. basically every montage is 30 seconds, like, mm-hmm. for each part of him learning. Like, the whole groundhog gayness of it literally happens in, like, 20 minutes, like... There, you met him. Now he's in. Now he's in Pittsburgh. Now he's in uh, Pakistan. Oh no, it's all happened, and we're like ten minutes past the credits. Yeah, and well, thank God though, because well, that's one of the best things about the movies. It doesn't bog itself down. Yeah, exactly. Anywhere, and I think that's also what happens from it. Like that's not dated. That it's yeah. so tight plot wise. There's none of those like super silly eighties hijinks yeah. that kind of get tired when you watch them again. Look, I'm sure Judd Apatow can make a three hour version of this, but <laughs> it's yeah. a Harold Ramis movie that doesn't feel like he was Coke fueled. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It feels very coherent. Yes. Yeah, and the guy that wrote it, like, because he, he sold it like on a spec script or something, and like he's a weird, crazy guy. Oh, I'm sure. Who hangs out on Reddit sometimes, actually. I was huh. just going to say, this feels like a Reddit writing prompt. Oh, it does. Like, this, yeah. this well, same guy lives the same day over and over again, you know, like. Yeah, but that only exists because of this movie. Like, prior yeah. to this yeah. movie, that's not a thing. And yeah. oh, this yeah. movie's been subsequently sort of remade and there's so many a genre- lot Yeah, since. like, there's so many genre things of it. I mean, what's the, what is it, Happy Death Day? Yeah. yeah. Happy Death Day, like, he wakes up naked and he keeps dying over and over and it's his birthday or something yeah edge of tomorrow edge of That's tomorrow absolutely edge of tomorrow is great yeah what edge if groundhog's day okay. but action no yeah <laughs> i love edge of tomorrow look i'm just going to recut bill murray into edge of tomorrow <laughs> i would love to see edge of actually tomorrow. I, think, I, think, bill murray. I think bill murray would be a very good emily blunt yeah <laughs> he's got those eyes those soulful eyes we're just going to call this okay. new remake live die repeat yeah no <laughs> you have to let him rename your podcast for you in the middle of the podcast. He's not called. He's not renaming the the podcast. No, the that's episode. right. 
Well, look, I just think we love our pizza because they, um, for that tangent, for our edit tomorrow, they they realized halfway through uh, they wanted to call it Live Die Repeat. And so they all, all the boxes and all the marking, and they tried slowly switching it there, but then I also had to call Edge of Tomorrow, and it was just a It says weird... both on the DVD. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't the original book it was, or comic it was based off Call, Live, Die, Repeat? No, it was called All You Need Is Kill. No, that's the, that's the, Japanese the manga. Movie. Yeah, the Japanese manga. The manga based, and oh. the movie were both based off of something else oh, I thought. God. And Your then his edge of tomorrow knowledge runs deep. Well, because I, <laughs> we I also read co- all you need is yeah, kill. and we yeah. also and co- it's also good. We also co-host the Edge of Tomorrow podcast where we uh, I forgot about talk that. about Edge of Tomorrow. It's really rude Minute of you. Minute. 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 Really rude of you that you haven't invited me on that podcast. But you know, whatever. Uh, it's called Minute of Tomorrow. I don't know. We can do better. Uh, <laughs> minute of Tomorrow. It's a Minute of Tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow for Minute of Tomorrow today. Oh. Nice. There you go. Uh, Put that on DVD. I hate everything. So let's talk about Groundhog Day because it's one of those iconic movies, but also it feels very 80s. And so mm-hmm. if we were to remake this movie, when would you set it? I. It's funny because a lot of it relies on like local news and like TV weatherman, which is not an extinct job. Obviously, people do it. Right. Yeah. We're in LA. We have Dallas Rains. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> do, do we? Yeah. Yeah. I believe you. Uh, but it's, like, you, you can't have him be a weather vlogger or something. It seems kind of weird. Local weathermen still exist. Yeah, local weathermen. There's no need, to, no need to change that. Please tell me there's someone out there who's a who's a local weather vlogger. Yeah. <laughs> That's hysterical, and I... Would, Hi, guys. Back here with the weather. Like, you know. I would watch the hell out of that yeah. sketch. Yeah. Because that's a good sketch. The weather vlogger. And, but, because I, I was thinking today... His day is punctual. Like, he kind of has everything, like, planned out as yeah. he gets going throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think it'd be interesting if he has a cell phone. Yeah. And the reason why is because he'll get the same, like, leaving the cell phone alone, he'll get the same text messages, the same phone calls, the same emails mm-hmm. at regular intervals throughout the day. And he can time his day based on those. And I find that yeah. to be an interesting thing because he also knows, hey, my phone's going to ring at exactly this time. I put it on this bench. It rings... The Brinks armored security guards look at the phone and they go, what is this? He goes, grabs the money you mean, and leaves. You mean instead of the distraction yeah. of the woman randomly asking the armed security guard for a roll of quarters? Yeah. It's like, what? Which, well, is that a thing that happened? Absolutely Excuse not. Excuse me, boys. <laughs> I know you're transporting a lot of money. Might I have some? Well, and, and they shoot it. They're like, oh, Laura's back. Like, you know, yeah. Laura's always asking for roll. Here you go, darling. Like, or she was just in on it the whole time. Like, they yeah. Ocean's Eleven, the whole thing. I mean, I would watch Ocean's 2. Ocean's <laughs> 2, <laughs> Bill Murray, this old woman, take down a Brinks car every day. They know what's up. Because she's at a bank. Go inside the bank like a person. <laughs> well, they can also back to the. Teacher. I did not I, cast her. I don't think. I don't think it's on her. I think it's on that security guy. Oh, it's definitely. She, on asked, the she two asked everybody. Bumbling old men security yeah. guards. Look, I had Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as the security guards for the Brinks thing. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Just a lot of banter. Interesting. I mean, the sad thing is, is that both those guys got fired. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bill. Well, Murray they had, they around. got fired every day. Yeah. For years. Absolutely. I mean, did he rob it every day? 
He didn't yeah. rub it. He well, he did it one time. Off with cash. He did yeah. it that one time so that he could insult that woman and yeah. be a cowboy oh, yeah. in front of a movie theater. Like, yeah, or well, he, I mean, he also had to pay for those piano lessons. Yeah, those piano lessons cost ten thousand dollars. But wait, you guys, oh, he paid a thousand dollars every day. So you think he? Yeah. No, no, he, he paid a thousand dollars. Oh day. yeah, he did pay a thousand dollars. I never thought of that. So he robbed the Brink security truck every day so that he could. Maybe. He, you, he certainly did it at the start. I think at the beginning he was yeah. the adrenaline junkie, like, yeah. here are all the crazy yeah, things yeah. I can do. You know, Cowdy, how much money would he need, though, to live comfortably for 24 hours? And how much money do you think was in the one bag? <laughs> <laughs> it's just all quarters. Well, what a, the hell? It's a cartoon bag of money. I mean, it's quite a lot, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a cartoon bag of money. It could go to Mary Poppins-level depths of Absolutely. money. But that's, that's why I think it actually could be interesting to do it today, especially yeah. because, like... The town's a little bit more run down. Like, you could literally start the day, the town's a little bit more run down, because oh. who cares about Groundhog Day anymore? Yeah, it's a death in middle America. Fair enough. A little yeah. bit, but then you get to the end of it, and everyone, like, everyone's excited, like, yeah, yeah, it's Groundhog Day, but you get to the end of it, and he's actually, in his day, over and over again, actually boosted up the town. Like, everyone's actually excited, like, yeah, this has been a really good day, it turns out. That's a really... Also, the mayor didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's... this is also a weird, re- must be a weird reboot, because, like, it has to take place in this one town in Puxitani, mm-hmm. because they're the only people that have this Groundhog Day uh, <laughs> celebration. So, like, it, what one, they still do it. Absolutely. So they they do. So it's this their is, one thing. So you are going to have to address, like, small-town America doing it. So what what does that mean in this year? I think you, you could get a lot of interesting because you... Um, yeah, like, the way they show... It is kind of dismissive, even in the 80s version, it's really dismissive of small town, like, look at all these yokels kind of deal. It is at the beginning, but it's not at the end. Yeah, so that's that's why I think it'd be interesting if they're kind of run down, but then also, part of the fun of the movie is how insanely into it everybody else is in the town. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of like, you know, everyone is against, not against him, but everyone is so different than him, they can all take joy in life, and he is totally Excuse unable me, to. Excuse me, ma'am, what day is it? Where it's Groundhog Day, oh my god! <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> you silly. It's like, yeah. So I, I think you might lose that element if you kind of run with the storyline. I do. So I would set it in modern day as well, just because I think it'd be fun to update a lot of things. But Absolutely. as far as having the town run down, I don't know. I think it, it's such a funny thing. I kept laughing just at how nuts everybody was and so into it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the polka band and all these like people. And there's... That town square had, like, several hundred people, like, milling around it for Groundhog Day. And they were into it. Yeah. For it being, I assume, six or seven o'clock in the morning. Well, no, it's well, winter, and it was oh, light uh, out. We've heard, we have outside information, that actually the um, <laughs> Groundhog Day, the celebration, they still do it, I guess. And it happens around noon. Which is when you would... Because you can schedule it, because the event is you yank the groundhog out of its box. It's not like you're waiting for a natural event Oh, to yeah, happen. and then you flip a coin and say whatever it sees. How yeah. dare you? They <laughs> actually talk to it. That's true. They have a person that speaks groundhoggies. Uh-huh. I, okay, I'm not going to believe this. This entire town... You watched the same movie we did. He talks to that groundhog. Oh, yeah, he, no. he talks to that groundhog. And they didn't definitely didn't make the signs that they had in advance. I, I know. Like, then, then all of the the dudes in like the top hats and yeah. coats hold up signs that say six more weeks of winter." Like they didn't plan it in advance. I, I don't know. They can have both. It's, it's, like, the, it's like the Super Bowl. They make both shirts. You know? Yeah, and, and then all the loser shirts go to like third world countries Haiti or something. Yeah, yeah. some place in Sudan that has seen like so long winters right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, some years they, some years it's short. It's yeah. not always six more weeks uh, of winter. Well, I think that's the first that thing. That said, is it what is it going to be this time? I know. Is it going to be six more weeks of winter, or, or is winter over? 
We literally Guys, do a just, shot for shot reboot, except this time. This is the only thing they change. I want the same <laughs> that cast, it doesn't I want the see same shadow. <laughs> and it's that the one character that I thought would kind of work if we did it again was the character of Larry, his camera guy. Yeah, yeah. Because Chris Elliott looks the goddamn same. So yeah. does so does Ned. Kinda. I mean, he looks they older. Did, they, they looks but old he was bald and weird looking when they shot it, and he's bald and weird looking now. That's like, and true. he'll be bald and weird looking until the day he dies. Absolutely, which he never will. Have you ever listened to an interview with uh, that guy? Yup, Steve uh, Tobosky. He's no. an interesting fella. I bet he is. Yeah. He, that's as much like, as I'm going to say about that. Like, you get an opportunity to listen to an interview with uh, Stephen Toblowski, <laughs> take it. Because, yeah, really? okay. oh man, he's something. Because he loves the fact that he, he had this role and we are going to take it away from him. <laughs> right, no, that's why. I mean, he's also the guy in Heroes that can, like, turn things into gold. Yeah. He's got his power is the Midas touch, which is kind of cool. He's like, Until he's murdered. Oh, that's kind of cool. I never watched Spoiler Heroes. for Heroes. It's season two. You're not going to watch it. Does he ever turn anyone accidentally into gold? I don't think so. That's a wasted opportunity. That's the whole story right there. It's That's Midas, Ned's too. dark backstory, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he's got gloves on the whole time. At- oh! oh. Although, love- I don't think he has gloves on at the very end during the happy ending when he's like, Bing! Hey, good, uh, <laughs> Doing the finger Phil, gun. Phil bought insurance! Oh, yeah. He bought My life insurance. matters! Yeah. He, um, his laugh, his laugh when he steps in the puddle, like, he does it, you know, three or four times when we're kind of establishing that Groundhog Day is a thing, and I was like, okay, the next time he laughs at him when he steps in the puddle, it's not going to be funny. I laughed so hard. (laughs) Watch out for that first step. And he's so cruel. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. He's an insurance salesman. He's not a nice guy. Yeah, no, totally. I loved him, yeah. Ah, poor Ned. I almost wanted to keep him as the same actor because I thought he nailed it so hard yeah. but then it's like he's, he yeah. is supposed to be the same age as our main character as right. yeah. yeah you keep one you gotta keep all of them yeah. Yeah. Did I, I did not cast someone who was the same age oh. well the, At age, all. the age thing is oh. actually an interesting question because like what age should Phil be because he has to be at least like a little bit deep into his career that he's like bitter now I think we'll get into that okay so so we have so we have present day we want to set it in present day yeah absolutely yeah no i'd say no yeah present day okay that way we can work in like you know the opium crisis and talk about the death of small town america oh yeah i want this to be a much more depressing if there's not black tar heroin in this movie and uh, there isn't a meth explosion i don't know what we're going to do he said making all sorts of presumptions (laughs) it's gonna be groundhog's day everything's gonna be lowercase except for the h (laughs) (laughs) it's weird i don't get it heroin i don't know it's a bit of a stretch all right um, okay, so one of the other weird little facts about this movie is uh, the people who made this movie have said that Phil was kind of stuck in this limbo for like 10,000 years. Yeah, I heard that. Like he is literally, like he literally knows everything about this yeah. town because he's lived it for essentially ever. It yeah. seems like an accurate amount of time based on like the stories that he knows yeah. and, and the abilities that he gains, right? Well, and they did the math on it too. They're like, how long would it take t- for you to go from... Zero to be a master at the piano. How long would it take for you to? What else does he do? He uh, takes a chainsaw to a block of yep. ice. Yeah, that takes like what three hours. Although those are the only two skills that he learns. He learns <laughs> to speak another language. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He memorizes Jeopardy. He that's, figures out where that, uh, everyone one episode in... of Jeopardy. That's the, that would I could do that in two days. Sure. He figures out where. Don't call me on that. Everyone <laughs> he figures out where everyone in town who dies that day dies and how it happens. Yeah, that's and then just weird. watches it all the time. And then figures out the optimal route. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, 
He probably does other things. Well, no, this, I think the thing that would take quite a long time, and like, in terms of repeated days, is getting everyone in the town to tell you their like, life Darkest story. secrets, yeah. Because yeah. like, some people would be like, no matter how many times, you'd have to have the perfect conversation, just like he has with Rita. Right. You'd have yeah. to have the... Even if you didn't want to like date someone or whatever, to have that kind of conversation with them, you couldn't just be like, hi, tell me everything about you. And it would take a long time. It's like, he wouldn't be able to... Make flashcards of this. Like he won't be able to like memento this and make tattoos because they'd all be gone the next day. Mm-hmm. So he has to like Never work on flashcards. Yeah, so work on memory devices and like figure out ways that it's this like memory through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that said, that his memory's fantastic. Oh, he yeah. has that trick where he goes, "No chocolate milk" or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. and he the very that. creepy trick. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, dude, just don't say that like directly to her face. I don't know. No chocolate. Whatever he doesn't care, doesn't matter. He has oh. his life has no consequences, which yeah. is really but weird. But at that point, he cares a that he bit. spends. How much time do you think he spends trying to gaslight her? Gaslight <laughs> Rita under false pretenses. A long time. A long, like well, at least a year. And the oh, other thing yeah, they don't show too is that like we get that funny montage of like he kind of keeps coming at the bar and ordering the wrong drink, or he keeps like yeah. fail, like uh, try and fail a few times. But he has to go the rest of the day, like yeah. So you just, just order me right. a weird he, drink. He just and... like kills himself every time, like right after, and then <laughs> he, he wakes up just to wake up. Well, the, I had a so, friend whose like theory was like, oh man, if I was in if I was in a Groundhog Day situation, like your I would just kill myself. Great. He already sounds great. Oh man, if I was in a Groundhog situation, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm, look. I'm putting on this affectation because I think his idea is dumb. Um, but <laughs> he was like, well, I would just I would just keep a gun by the bed and just shoot myself in the head. I'm like, first of all, the gun would disappear every day. Yeah. yeah. And second of all, that means that you would wake up every day and your entire existence would be, I'm awake, shoot myself in the head. I'm awake, shoot myself in the head. I'm awake, shoot myself in the head. Forever. Yeah, what's his goal That's there? worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you you make the most of a bad situation. But I want to talk about Rita for a second. Because oh, I don't no. want to victim blame, her, victim blame her at all. But she is the worst. I yeah. hate Rita. I like, hate her I, so much. What do you want to drink to? Uh, why don't we drink to the children in Africa? World- well, I always just w- w- say a small prayer to God. Then why did you ask him what he wants to drink to? No, no, it's world no. peace. It's even worse than yeah, that. World, world peace. peace. And I feel like that's such like a, a touchstone, a joke of like 80s movies. I heard it so many times. It's like, well, let's drink to world peace. Ooh. It's, yeah, it made my ears bleed to hear it. I mean, first of all, if you're drinking her... to something, it's probably not going to happen. But the important thing <laughs> yeah. is... Yeah. No. But the summer was called because somebody in Pennsylvania was taking a drink. <laughs> Get the UN together. People are drinking <laughs> world peace. She yeah. had this whole list of, like, her ideal guy. And, like, let's face it. We all have, like... A, yeah. You're both married or whatever. Uh, <laughs> How dare, how dare and, you? <laughs> and so, like, you don't have that list anymore because you found that person. Great. Good for you. Everyone's happy. Us single people have a list. But then, like, don't... Like, that list yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not a thing. Well, yeah. And if it was a thing and you told, like, any of your friends that list, they'd be like, you need to calm down. Like, yeah. He needs to be an ice sculptor? Yeah. What? <laughs> you are worthy of our scorn for this list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think... That said, I would absolutely have the day where I would eat nothing but dessert for oh, lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, but I mean, like, you kind of ruin the rest of your day eating that meal that he eats. And yeah. As, as, he like, as a per- No, but I think... No. As That's the sort of meal that you eat and then wake up the next morning feeling terrible. No, I, I think... As of right now, if I ate that meal in like two hours, I'd be like, I feel terrible. Well, then you shoot yourself. That's true. Well, there you go. It's not like you, there's no consequences. Your friend is like, I've got a new idea. Every day I wake up, I have a pizza covered with caramel, and then I shoot oh, myself. And then I shoot myself. That's what you pick? I'm just thinking of the no, worst thing. Yeah, caramel, caramel pizza. So they have one scene where Phil is not conscious. He's not alive. It's the one scene post him waking up 
Which means, like, because there's that one scene where Phil and Larry go and identify the body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does that mean that there's 10,000 years worth, worth of branches out of a multiverse of my grandmother calling me on the phone? Put her on the so podcast. Put her on the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, what do you think about Grandma okay, Day? Grandma, we're talking about quantum physics right now. About the fact that... Grandma, caramel pizza, uh, yes or no? I've heard Look, this Safta, what do you think about the multiverse theory? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the multiverse theory makes this even really darker, like, the... Oh. The multiverse theory makes this even really darker of, like, uh... <laughs> that... No, he's not killing himself over and over again. Just this version's killing himself. That's it. And now he's being reborn again in a different universe. So it's a, the prestige rule of... <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I ate that meal? Enough times to memorize it. Yeah. I, Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a question it's that's 10, a It's 10,000 years in one area, and he literally can't escape. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, the film doesn't t- answer the question intentionally, because it would be too depressing, I This think. remake's getting really depressing well, if it'd be <laughs> modern day. My <laughs> question is, how many times do you think he woke up in the morning, got in a car, and drove out of town before? That was oh, my question. question. Yeah. That was my question. But I think they obviously, I mean... They did. They chose not to address it, but I was like, "Why not? You could answer it." Yeah, like he could... goes to sleep in his bed in another city, yeah. and then wakes up back in Puxatani. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, at, and at that point, it's like he spent his entire day driving, and that's not a fun existence. I think, I think yeah. the answer is like you know, this was made on like you know, what was the budget for like an eighties comedy? You know, they just they're like, is it going to be funny to show a scene of him driving? No, well, it's a bottle episode, but it's a bottle. <laughs> it's like <laughs> bottled minute. That'd be the minute we analyze. Yeah. Well, no. yeah. Groundhog by the minute. Groundhog I really minute. do like their podcast, though. Like I, re- I highly minute. recommend it. So, there. Yeah, no, it sounds... I'm sorry. I seem like <laughs> as, I'm making fun As you of drink it. from the Spider-Man cup that I gave you. Absolutely. Yeah. Rub it in my face. <laughs> Spider-Man's got like a 12-pack in this cup. He's a comic book character. Of course they do. Yeah. It's the never made sense because that's not how spandex works. But the important thing <laughs> is... Uh, but yeah, so... Other than that, like, what else happens in this movie that... Well, they're, they're romantic. Like, I was actually very surprised at the end when they sort of managed to turn me around on their romantic relationship. And yeah, I actually yeah. was, because for most of it, I was like, this is either, first of all, I hate him, mm-hmm. and then I really don't like her for, like, a different reason. And then, <laughs> and then he tries to, like, gaslight her and does all this weird stuff, but then they kind of somehow bring it around without ever managing to answer the question of why does he really love her and mm-hmm. why should we be okay with the fact that we know he's changed but she doesn't know he's changed it's yeah. to her in her yeah. mind he's been a raging asshole up until this moment and then all of a sudden he's like the sweetest guy around and really up until i would be like concerned yeah because yeah. he like not even the full day yeah. he brings them coffee in the morning and then ditches them to Disappears. go save a bunch of save lives. the entire town like she meets up with them what eight o'clock at night yeah yeah well and she's and she treats it as if like she's been privy to the movie She's like, yes. oh, good to see you. Hi. Like, right. are we going to hang out? And you're just like, mm, you hate this guy. Did you ever hear about the uh, the alternate ending that was in the original script? No. Was that he, so he wakes up, the, he wakes up finally on the next day, and then he finds out that Rita is stuck in her own loop. Because then Ooh. she explains to him, as like, that is such a good Shyamalan twist. I mean, that's basically, that is live, die, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> And now we're <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, that's awesome. I mean, because that's the thing. There's so many different ways of taking this concept because there's like you could put it in any different place and it's yeah. a different movie, but it's oh, such yeah. a cool concept that this movie invented. Yeah. yeah. That I think we kind of had the same problem that I had with the Matrix episode. This movie defined a genre of movies and it defined a concept. Yeah. How do you do that again and it still make it groundbreaking? 
I don't, I'll I wait. Think, Go I, ahead. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think you do. I don't think. I don't think you're going to be making a remake that's groundbreaking. I think you're going to make a good movie. Yeah, that's, and I think. I, I, yeah. I think what you're doing more with this movie is that it's such a like a good character piece for whatever actor you end up yeah. having to do Phil because like and I think it's like you know like we're saying like. Bill Murray did so many roles where he played like the douchebag or like the really funny douchebag, but like he got to play this huge range of character emotions and has like one of the better like character growths in a movie. So like, it's a good character like launch beats. I think mm-hmm. I agree with that. Although the person I cast would not necessarily be launched. He's doing all right. Yeah. So yeah. Fine. I know. Dylan, Dylan's choices. I think uh, he's pandering to his choice. I'm all gonna right, go down. Sw- I'm gonna go down <laughs> swing on this. That's fine. Uh, but the. I mean, the one thing that I would do is, obviously, Rita needs to yeah, be more of a some person. Work. All the women yeah. in this, in this Well, I mean, I did a couple gender flips because, yeah, fair yeah I mean, the women are basically different levels for him to play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Depending on which video game he wants to play that day. Exactly. Yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean... It's it's one of the things, again, I, I feel like I've already said it, but it is one of the things to testify to how charming Bill Murray is. To yeah. how, like... It, it's, that's it goes, his entire it, career it, but it goes beyond him being written as an asshole like there's just such flaws with the way he behaves towards women but he's so charming that you're like oh I'm glad he found love yeah you know? basically like, yeah. yeah I mean the one thing that is interesting is like I always assumed that he got out of the loop when he and Rita eventually slept together but then I watched the movie this time and they did not sleep no, together no yeah, yeah. And, Which, I th- and I think that's the whole point is that like he can he can win Rita over like he gets like to that point all the time by like find out what she likes find out what she does but in the really corny adventure romance thing it's when he fixes himself that he's able to right. win her back. I mean he basically there it the, my basic premise for this movie is he's destined to be with her but he's the wrong person and so they yeah. can stick him in a loop until he's the right person. Yeah. Hmm. So it's a weird faded thing. So here's the last question I'm going to ask you too before we actually get into this. What would you do, you yourself, if you were trapped in this situation? Have I seen the movie Groundhog Day? Sure. <laughs> okay, well then I'll find the person that I least like in the entire city and <laughs> fall in love with them. Systematically yeah, over Yeah, systematically. First of all, try and gaslight them. No, I don't know. I think, um, depressingly, I think that my like hedonistic phase would last a lot longer than his did. Absolutely. Like, yeah, they cut a lot of stuff because, out where, like... Especially because the, the consequences thing is, like, why, why do you turn your life around? This is getting depressing, but it's like, you know, the he never has, he never even has a hangover. No. If, he, if he screws up really oh, bad, yeah. he just dies, and then he starts over again. Yeah. So it's like, I think realistically, a lot of people would be stuck in that phase for a long time. Yeah. I think so. I, the only reason I think that he gets out of the hedonistic phase is because I think it eventually... It gets boring. Depending on the person, it would get boring. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. After... A hundred years. years. Oh, yeah. hundred years, okay. <laughs> thousand years, excuse me, <laughs> That would get boring. You need yeah. to find other things to do. I think eventually, well, I think you'd go back and forth. Like, there's a, I don't remember who the character is, but there's a whole concept of someone who's like, well, I went crazy for a thousand years, and then I act up. Like, someone who's, yeah. like, trapped in an infinite void. Yeah. And then I, that, I was crazy, and so I just started learning. And that's kind of what he does. Like, eventually yeah. he yeah. gets, and so he's like, all right, well, here's a bunch of stuff. Learning never comes before the going crazy part that you have to do. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's like, it's like thing, procrastination. Which is fair, because it's like, I kind of want to know how crazy we can get with this. It's the ultimate procrastination. It's like, I'll literally do anything, including go insane before I'll go I spree killing, yeah. and then I'll learn French, and then I'll... I'll kill everybody in the town, and then... Yeah. At the end of this movie, he's definitely insane, right? Yeah. There's no way he's oh, yeah. not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Realistically, and yeah. I've... 
never I mean I completely understand where he's coming from where at the end of the movie he says let's live here and I'm like <laughs> dude get out yeah because he can only live here now because that's the only thing his brain is handled for well he's the god of yeah, this yeah why would he not want to yeah if it's like you wasted 10,000 years not wasted not wa- yeah. no time but yeah realistically if I, I, like... if I was trapped in this situation I and I had seen Groundhog Day I don't think I would even try and do like the love thing. I think like with the modern technology we have, I'd just be on the phone with, like scientists and stuff. And be like, all right, you have to believe me. Have you seen Groundhog's Day? And like, how Ground- many Groundhog Day? How yeah. many times would you do that? Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> you do that for one day, yeah. and that's a one day of getting poked and prodded. Well, and then the next day you got to do it again. Poked and prodded, or maybe you try an old, like an endless permutation. Because in this, like, we're never interested in figuring out how this actually worked. But say, like, you had the internet and you like you fine tuned your kind of receptors and maybe you found because if we're in a world where this actually happened then mm-hmm. it has some kind of cause so you might yeah. be able to find the one scientist who's on the bleeding edge of whatever and okay. you can find through the internet somehow and you fine-tune that process you find so maybe, other people who are trapped in the yeah, in the yeah. so maybe so maybe that's how like you know with the internet with the power of the internet and an endless amount of time to fine-tune how you did your process you could end up actually solving and being like this is how it happened, and now we can, you know... You beat it by science now with the stupid power of love or whatever. Yeah, well, I think find, like, finding someone else in the in the recursion would be interesting, and that's certainly yeah. something that I think we all would try to do. Yeah. I don't know but about... one of the interesting yeah. things I find about this movie is that we have no idea why this is happening. Yeah, I'm And glad. that's why I think it's the best thing. And yeah. If you didn't tell me why this is happening, I'm going to be real disappointed. Because they, in the script, they... That, that same one with the her and the... This is a very trippy script when it started. But I bet. They, they originally was that a, this being very 80s, that uh, an ex-girlfriend of Phil's went to a gypsy and the gypsy <laughs> put this curse on him. There it is. That's And yeah, that's they, ch- they took that scene out for very obvious reasons. Was but, the gypsy just good. like uh, Bill Murray in a wig? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. I love it. I, I watched that movie. That's, no, the idea that's that, silly, the, and it's good that they didn't do that yeah, scene. Yeah, no, Because it's better for there to be no reason. It's well, just, yeah. This is what happens. And, and nobody really likes those scenes, too. Like, you know, the, like, I only think of, like, Liar Liar now, where it's like, my kid wished for me not to be able to tell the truth. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you only either have to make a scene that, like, introduces magic and all these questions, or just have it happen. We don't need to see Loki invent the mask. Exactly. We can just have the mask. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. point. Good point. So let's get into it. Let's okay. talk right. about... So we kind of have an idea of what we want the movie to be. Let's start talking about who we'd want to have. So with that in mind, do we want to start with the big characters or do we want to start with the small characters? Let's start with the small ones. Let's start with the small ones. Because okay. I'd be cast more than I thought that I would. Ooh. Oh, I didn't go that far down the list. Okay, yeah. So... I think my smallest one um, is the neurologist cameo and... Of Mrs. Harold Ramis? Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Lancaster as well. Like, those are about as small yeah, as Mrs. I Yeah, Mrs. Lancaster's the lady who runs the... Uh, mm-hmm, the bed and breakfast. Bed, bed and breakfast. I didn't recast the neurologist, so let's start there. Okay. okay. Well, mine was actually a suggestion from a friend, um, and uh, it was so good. I, yeah, definitely the, the best idea. Uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. So yeah. Bill, it's Bill Murray. He's always great, especially these days. He's doing these, you know, kind of smaller roles. Yeah. And the scene... With him in it is not explicitly funny. He's just kind of like, well, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, it's funny because Harold Ramis is funny, but he's not, like, delivering zingers. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. kind of their little play together is funny, and yeah, they're, they're funny people. And so, but I think, you know, Bill Murray with just his characterization, and he's like, I'm a movie again, you know. Yeah. Give him yeah. a wink. No, I'm going with Bill Murray, too, or Stephen Toplowski. Like, with somebody from the main, like, uh, like to give the little wink to the audience. And, uh, yeah, because in the new... Ghostbusters, Bill Murray is the skeptic, right? 
What oh. do you mean the skeptic? Or he, he's oh. like, the way they work. Yeah, well, they, they have everybody in it. Yeah, yeah they have everyone in. I it. think works and doesn't work. The only reason why I like the idea of having Bill Murray in the movie, but I would give him two words maybe. Yeah, and it would be the it would be Phil coming in and saying, "Here's everything that's happened to me." He gets the brain scan and then just looks over at the neurologist. The neurologist <laughs> looks at the thing and just says. And it's, he takes the thing down, pulls it down, yeah. and it's Bill Murray. He just goes, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Super And that's cancer. it. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, is he Bill Murray in this world? What is this? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. And just another weird question. So I'm okay with that, but I also would worry that it'd be a distraction. Uh, I don't know. I think, I and, think it might be, be and it might be a good tongue-in-cheek thing where it's like, yeah, no, no, we, we're going to use science and everything to explain that he's stuck in this loop, but like nobody cares about these things. there to be an explanation. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, but like no one's like dying. It's like, what happens at the neurologist scene? Like, well, did they find out this answer? It's more like a standard we have to get through these scenes. Well, my problem with things that, things like that that they do is it's always something that takes you out of the movie. Yeah. Because you're no longer in the world of the movie because all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's that guy. Yeah. So, I think for the neurologist, if we recast him and it's not some, like... And if it needs to be stunt casting, Bill Murray is obviously the right choice. Yeah. Either for that or for the psychologist, the therapist. But yeah. either way, the I'm therapist, not sold I on the I feel like we could cut the psychologist. I think we, I think it, we could probably cut... It was just kind cut. of a source of, like, some lame 80s jokes. Well, yeah, yeah and I especially think because he'd be looking for answers on the internet and it would be some yeah. digital thing as opposed yeah. to an actual person. That's a good point. The neurologist is the internet. <laughs> I like that you're writing that down. I have to re-read it. Oh, okay, end. okay. Uh, so for Mrs. Lancaster, tell me who you had. Um, well now, because I I didn't know this, and uh, well, here you, you yeah, know you're ready. Okay, um, Jessica Walter. Tell me who she is. Arrested Development fame. She oh, she's mom. great. Yeah. So you she, think she'd run a bed and breakfast? I <laughs> think so. This kind of plays into my reimagining of the whole thing. So it's like. It, in this world, like, all the townspeople are relentlessly cheerful. They're all into this holiday that's ridiculous. But they're all kind of hapless and, and not stupid, but they're just kind of like Bill Murray is making fun of them, poking fun of them, and none of them seem to realize it. I'd like it to be more of a world where it's like, you know, they're not stupid. And when he says rude things to them, they say not rude things back, but they're not going to, like, take it lying down. And yeah. so that kind of starts with like Mrs. Lancaster. It's a post-irony world. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're not they're not idiots. You know, they're they're from a small town, but they're not stupid. And so you can imagine like her, and I'd just love to see her kind of playing a similar character to her character on Arrested yeah. Development. It's the only character she plays. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But like kind of I've in like in, like in like in like the cat, well. in like the cat sweater or something, or like something ridiculous. And, but she's like still <laughs> still the, drinking a martini kind of, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, kind of like maybe drunk at breakfast, like kind of, but like giving him a side eye and like. <laughs> and giving him sass at breakfast. I would just like that. I would just to, see, to play against his character. I yeah. like that. Um, I'd have... I actually have to look up her name, but Helen Slane Hughes, another hyphenated name, but she plays Ethel Bevers on Parks and Rec as the um, typist, the, the court order person. <laughs> I know who you're talking she, about. Oh. She pops up on comedies well, every once in a while. She's a really like, good side character. Yeah. Uh, what are those people called? Transcriptionists? Court reporters? I'll, I'll no. see if you court can get reporters? there. Court reporters? Stenographer. Stenographers. Ah. Ah, ha, ha. But she's really great <laughs> at like she was like a side character for a while, but then they give her more lines, and she has actually really good comic timing of yeah. just being too old for this shit. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's a good. One. My casting for Mrs. Lancaster was I went with the warm and fuzzy bed and breakfast person, and this is a ah. lady named June Squibb. Yep. Oh, okay. Who's been in all the things? Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say she's. I recognize her face, but I couldn't tell you what she's been. Yeah, in. I she couldn't was in tell Nebraska, you. Right. 
she's in Nebraska, yeah, yeah. which is why I cast her. Oh yeah, because nice. of who I cast for my old man. Oh, no. oh. Casper huh? Stern. Oh yeah. Okay. As the old guy that dies all the as time? The, as the old uh, homeless guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bruce Stern. Oh. Absolutely. Bruce Stern. Professional yeah. old homeless guy, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd but probably... Be- I'd... Because I was going through that, I was like, oh, uh, June Squibb, she'd be perfect for the lady who runs the bed and breakfast. Yeah. It's kind of a stereotypical view for bed and breakfast, like, because mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of time to spend with her. We don't necessarily need all of her... Need no. a lot of things built up. I'm not opposed to going with anything else. But if that's like a but if you want to dwell with her for a minute, sass, sass back, fun, yeah. leave. Oh yeah. Then we can I, definitely go with and else. I think that's a good combo of like sa- like you're saying, like she, sassy, like she'll talk back to him. Yeah. But also like being old enough and like kind of living in this town and friendly. And mm-hmm. I like both of your suggestions for two different reasons. One, because I see it's Jessica Walters. Mm-hmm. Jessica Walters kind of being like the Yeah, I worked for a lot of different jobs and this is the job that I do to relax. <laughs> yeah. And Say your actress's name again. Let's just call her Ethel Bevers for now. Uh, Ethel Bevers. Bevers. Yeah. Uh, I like Ethel her Bevers because like she's just the kind of blasé of like my husband really wanted her to do this and then he died. Now I run a bed and breakfast. <laughs> she's almost more like it's, it. Almost whenever I see her, it's almost like she can't move from the stenographering position because she's always whether she's at the little if she's at the little machine she's like this, but if she's standing up she's also like hunched over with her hands in front of her like a T Rex. Like oh, <laughs> I just. Just want her to be at home in the country. <laughs> Which up north in the country. In Let's go with Ethel Bevers. Mostly because I would never enough, yeah. see Jessica Walters anywhere near some place that wasn't five stars. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so who do you guys have next? Dylan, go ahead. Well, no, I think you guys went a little bit more in depth than me, but uh, let's talk about. I uh, let me throw out. So I for the old man, the the old homeless guy. Yeah, because he's such an emotional arc, and he doesn't yeah. really say. Anything, but he's, he eats soup like a what, mofo. The though. best character in the movie. <laughs> what yeah. sucks is that Harry Dean Stanton would have killed it. Oh wait, you yeah. dead people? No. Okay, fine. If we were to remake this movie now, <laughs> yes. is he alive right now? Ideal remake, not Ouija board. I remake. think we dig Harry Dean Stanton up one no. last time. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't I mean, have any lines. That's why I had Bruce Dern, just because I'm like, yeah, no, he's a good, and especially based on his character that, that he plays in Nebraska. And it's crazy because like when Nebraska was out. And no one had seen Bruce Dern in a while. Everyone's kind of wondering, it's like, is he acting or should we be worried about Bruce Dern? And then I'm glad that he was on, like, talk shows. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and he comes out afterwards, hair slicked back. Is like, oh, so he's acting. So here's what I was doing for the movie. I had to look him up real quick. I had, yeah. It'd be great. But you got, neither of you had anyone for the old man? No. no best character in the movie? Yeah. I mean, it's, I thought we just—it's go- it's one of those characters he's burned into your mind, you know. Like yeah, you can't, you can't imagine him as anybody. I thought we'd else. just go outside, get a homeless person. <laughs> I was, thought you were going to say we get a hologram of the original old man. <laughs> uh, okay, so I like you- how you hear "ha" and your mind jumps to "hologram of the old man." Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, did you have the man in the hallway like you going to see the groundhog? That guy? No, I no. Kind of wish I did though. I cast Ron Funches. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because okay. I like yeah. kind of a hapless guy who just can go the full range of emotions yeah. based on how <laughs> Phil's feeling that day, and so I was like, "Yeah, Ron Funches. He yeah. can either go for the adorable hug, like it's we're gonna yeah. go see the groundhog. I'm legitimately excited about it. To you're being weird to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to yeah. crazy homeless guy dancing behind the two main characters. Yeah, exactly. Which is that's just the best. <laughs> that's killer. Uh, that's a good choice. And I'm guessing you guys didn't have the character Buster. Yeah, like, uh, I have Buster. You yeah, do have Buster. Buster yes. Yeah. Tell me about your Buster. Uh, my Buster, I'd like uh, Hannibal Buress to be Buster. 
Oh man! Because I love I love the image of him like. You know, so it's a so we have the Buster that exists in this movie. You want someone who is literally the complete opposite. Uh, yeah, 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 basically both of you. Yeah, right. Right. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, but, but I just I just like the idea. Um, I'm correct. Like Buster is the mayor guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. He's also the one who's choking on steak. Yeah. So he's um just the scene of him where he like takes the the groundhog out and like listens to it. Can you just imagine Hannibal's face? It's like aha, uh-huh, like yeah. grinning, like listening to it. <laughs> just that moment. I'm yeah, like, that's in the preview. I'm going to go see it. Fair. That's to be fluent groundhoggies. That's like part mm-hmm. of the requirement. Um, okay, so this is going to be complicated. But um, all right, <laughs> for stunt casting, I chose Michael Shannon. Now let me explain why. Because we're listening. How do you like it? Groundhog Day was Michael Shannon's first movie. Yeah, did you see he's him? The he's that kid that's really uh, that wants WrestleMania tickets, and it's like a twenty-year-old Michael Shannon. Really, yeah, the, and the it's young married couple. Trippy to look at because it looks like high school Michael Shannon, but then the second that he's not talking to Bill Murray or acting, his face goes into forty-year-old Michael Shannon. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, it's like, oh, it'd be great if you just brought him into this movie. People would be wondering why. I find out that he was in it, but also for the same reason why I want Michael Shannon to talk to a groundhog and be really <laughs> into it. And just the idea of him having grown up in this town, that yeah. person. He's the same character. We have from to before. go with Michael Shannon. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I also I want I wanted to change it. Like maybe he's not like happy to. He's like tell me, tell me what the fuck's going on. He's Like he's he's too into this. Like yeah. Yeah. this is all I have. No, and he's like whoever freaking, that girl is. Like her second yeah. thoughts came back. Yeah. WrestleMania didn't save their relationship. <laughs> this, this man came we, to me we, and gave me tickets. We see him, like, we have, like, a scene where he's talking to Phil, and, like, he divulges that he's, like, tried to be a wrestler and it didn't work out. No. <laughs> uh, Alright, fun. Did you guys have Doris the Waitress? No. Uh, yeah, well, I I threw her on to Nancy, but then I kind of was, like, switching her around a little bit. I had Vanessa Bayer we from Are we talking about Nancy or are we talking about... Wait, are we talking about Nancy or are we talking about I'm the waitress? I'm talking about Doris the Waitress. Doris the Waitress I had, uh, Vanessa Bear from Saturday Night Live. Okay. Uh, just Why? Because I was, I was working around... Oh, man. We're, uh, Nancy is a problematic character. When we talk about Nancy, we'll talk about... Oh, yeah, we'll talk about Nancy. Yeah. We'll talk about Nancy. But then I realized, like, Vanessa Bear, like, does small... Can do small town, like, Americana. Like, yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I think that she would be a good waitress. But I'm probably going to get blown out of the water on this one. So I cast Ursula from Spider-Man 2. Uh, she is an actress named uh, Magena. <laughs> wait, 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 you're talking about the girl who lives across the hall from him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the one that <laughs> they introduced. Yeah. And... yeah, yeah. Because why was she there? <laughs> she, was, she was the landlord's daughter. No, I know, I know she was the landlord's Get daughter. Out. But they had... I'm sorry, the world agrees with me. But they... Spider-Man 2? Oh, I'm thinking oh, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. But isn't she in... No, it's she's her, in the bad one. She's the cake girl in Spider-Man yeah. 2. She's the oh, best she part of Spider-Man she's, okay. she's the third love the interest for him. I'm thinking of the different one. Okay, Betty Brant isn't really a love interest. Yeah, she booked like... Well, no, because they introduced Bryce House Howard in it. But um, I think... Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, the reason I cast her is because... A, like... She's kind of like a one-for-one. One. She kind of reminds me of the original actress. Yes. And also... Poor Doris. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like... And that's kind of who she is in Spider-Man 2. She's just kind of like this, like, <laughs> oh, sweetie. We just yeah. know the two no. things. That she just wants to see Paris, and that she works at a restaurant. That's it. Yeah, and this act, she's currently on The Magicians. And so it's, yeah. she's had a career and she's done a bunch of stuff, but like she's kind of this person who I can kind of see as like, she got this waitress job and just kind of never yeah. left. She does hard luck well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I kind of like Dylan's better. <laughs> so hard luck for you. Uh, t- tell me her name again. Uh, Vanessa Bear. She is um, 
She has really big teeth. She, uh... Yeah, I, was, I, I didn't want to say it, but that's that's how you know her. Yeah, she's on... She's, she's in she, the she just movie. got Saturday Live. Basically, I think this role... Like, there's a lot of Saturday Live current and past, yeah. act, like, recent Saturday Live actors you can use. Ibiza. Oh, my God. Hey, that movie was fun. Yeah, and I think she was just in a I Feel Pretty, too, as, like, a side character. So you know what? You can do a few more side character roles before she well, gets and, and, and she's legitimately hilarious. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I, I think believe she, that. She could, um... I don't know how funny Helga or whoever, whatever her name is, but Magina Tova. She's just sad, <laughs> <laughs> and this movie might, might not need well, more sad no. stuff. I have most of the people I cast are sad, for, especially sad, are sad. No, most people. of the people I have for my lead characters are pity casting. No comedians. Okay, yeah, comedic actors. Oh yeah, because I, the the way the way I structure this is the actors I cast are comedians. The writers I have are good at are like kind of crafting intricate love stories and interesting mm-hmm. kind yeah. of like twisted worlds and then my director is able to really tell make make something personal about that individual person yeah so that that's kind of the way i, I built I'm this i'm glad out. to hear that you believe in your own casting <laughs> <laughs> look i'm real good <laughs> i'm the host of this podcast and i defy you and i look, also I'm, ha- I'm happy to go with Spider-Man vanessa bear uh but i mean you're wrong but <laughs> look, if you this both is the hell i'm going to die on yeah. <laughs> so good is that the you... first one we contradicted you on have we no, taken no, no, okay. no, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's going on look if you both outvote me that's the rule you you listen to look. what happened on uh the matrix <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> although it turns Two out one. like the more i think about it the more i love who we picked for the director for yeah matrix. yeah for sure uh but let's talk about nancy okay oh man nancy's kind of my definition of like uh the, f- the free agent in a movie yeah she has nothing in the world other than to exist for this character, yeah. and then goes back to nothing. Yeah, and I think the thing is, is that she does have to represent, um, like what you would do. It's like, well, I go out after like the uh, most attractive woman in town. Who I guess Nancy was eighties hot. Yeah, Nancy was eighties hot. So you do Nancy's have to do that. Attractive? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you do have to choose. Like, okay, Dylan, Dylan doesn't think Nancy's hot. Well, guys, all right. <laughs> So you do have to pick, like, you know, who's good looking up, but, like, how do you blow her character out a little bit? Because the only really funny part she has is that she keeps getting called Rita when they're making out, and that's, like, That's her... so weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would... And it's a thing that never happens outside of movies and TV, I, I mean, feel like. I think Nancy can be interesting. She just needs to be a character with a little bit more agency, and she just yeah. needs to be written yeah. better. Well, it's interesting because when considering the remake, you're basically like, okay, so this person's going to be rewritten entirely. Or, like, you know, mostly given a new yeah, story. Absolutely. So it's, like, hard to cast. Basically, I cast a person who I thought was going to be funny and... and a big, strong character, and then I was like, well, we'll see what they write for her. Absolutely. So I, I picked Tiffany Haddish. That's a good one. Yeah. She, yeah. And especially, like, kind of her star power right now, and just, she's hilarious, and I, I can imagine her, like, the opposite of what Nancy is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. agent, you know, no agency, no voice, no nothing. Tiffany kind of, like, in his face, and, you know, when he, like, decides to kick her to the curb or whatever... I don't know, but I think he, he never has to kick her. But to the curb, he just wakes up the next yeah. morning and never isn't, talks isn't to her. Is there a scene or two where she's no, upset? No, with no, him? never. Not. I, once. I, I think. Man, I think that she's, up, she's upset with Larry. Yeah, that's right. She's bored she, with Larry. Yeah. yeah, I think actually Tiffany Haddish might be a good in when we get into the read it debate because I the thing is that like Nan, yeah like you're saying like Nancy has to be very easily swept aside like yeah, yeah. Because, here's the thing like they're this is a world of wish fulfillment for him yeah. for a while mm-hmm. and so it needs to be someone who's attractive. And pliable, which is a horrible thing to say. <laughs> but someone who I think this, I think Nancy should have agency, but she should like. Yeah, 
I love she how there's someone who's like, yeah, I'm down. Let's let's freaking do this. I, I enjoy, see, I I enjoy sex. I can see that side of Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Absolutely. I love yeah. how we're having like this emotional hand wringing on this part. Yeah. Like, when they originally cast in the '80s, like I don't know who has the biggest boobs. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically the casting. Yeah. But I think that yeah, that's, it's not the '80s no it's more. Not the it's not ideal remake, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, who um, did you have? I had uh, Jillian Jacobs. Um, I think okay. she'd be good. Because I think she's played parts that are similar to this. Um, one I thought of is uh, she played a stripper in Choke, who basically she's kind of like in the background for a while, just being the stripper girlfriend. And then at the end, she like drops like some truth bombs because she knows the Bible really well. And yeah. it's, it's a really funny role Sounds that like she a Jillian had. Jacobs role. Yeah, yeah. And I think like... Jillian Jacobs would be good. She And especially like on Community was hilarious how they kind of started her off being like, oh, she's like the hot chick. And then they realized they had to give her a personality like two seasons in. And they did, <laughs> and she did like such a good job of like kind of turning that character into like a full blown out thing. So I think she could do it. I think she would. Uh, the person I have is Aisha Tyler. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But I think... The the thing with Aisha Tyler and Tiffany Haddish, they seem like smarter than. Oh no, I can't, I can't well, imagine her doing. No, but that's the problem with Jillian. That's, that's the problem the with Jillian thing. Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. Is that she's I want way them too... to be smarter. Yeah, yeah, I want her to be like someone who's like, yeah, I completely see through your bullshit, but I'm still into this. Let's just yeah. do this oh, thing yeah, yeah. and bang it out, and I'll never see you again. Yeah. She doesn't know that that's true, but also, why not? The thing is, I, I just but, to, I didn't get a chance to talk about Jillian Jacobs real quick. I don't see her as like. Let's bang it out and have fun. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just... She's a, she's a great actress. She's mm-hmm. never like, I'm having a great time. This is just an easy life to live. Like, you, it's you think of, she's too neurotic yeah. to be a good... And that's too hard like, not to. She'd probably be a better Doris than she would be a good uh, yeah. Nancy. I think we yeah. should stick with Vanessa Bear. Yeah. But... No, yeah. I think... Um, but I would, I would go with Tiffany Haddish. The, and I too. also, yeah. just based on who I ended up casting for everyone else, I think that she's a better less creepy age was yeah still not, uh, it's still not great for who i, I oh yeah for the rest with, of yours okay. but no it's crazy i was watching um how old is tiffany had that uh she's 38 okay, yeah cool. and i yeah. was and watching uh what she's was it the last og cast. uh where she's uh she was dating tracy morgan and then there was like a trailer for uh that night school movie with kevin hart i was yeah. thinking it's like she's playing the love interest of both of them wait how old is she like yeah. And then I'm not entirely certain how old Aisha Tyler is, but I would have to go the entire movie shouting Lana at her. <laughs> but I mean, she's she's yeah, good yeah. at a lot of different things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, happy no. to cast uh, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Which brings us to Ned. Mm, okay. I had a little bit of stump casting for Ned. Okay. For Ned, I'm like, well, you're remaking a uh, Bill Murray movie. Let's make Ned Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's funny, he could absolutely well, he's be that in, character. He's a legitimately insane person. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> he's so, yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> Um, you can just pay him and skull tequila and he'll do it. That's yeah. probably true. Um I like I literally think you might have a hard time with him on set because I think these days isn't he like legitimately difficult to yeah. work with these days? Like I don't even know if he'd be able to like true. get he him to like insa- stay He has an insane person. Um I had a uh, Zach Woods. From Silicon Valley? From Silicon Valley, from the office. He's Gabe on the office, the tall guy. He's killing oh, him. Yeah. And you think he's a contemporary of our hero? Like yeah. age-wise? Yeah, he's in his early 30s, and I my hero Dep- is in his... Depends who you cast, yeah. My my hero is... His real age is a little bit older than that, but he can play younger than that. Yeah. My, the thing my, about I, ima- I imagine Phil to be in his mid to late 30s. Oh, I made him older than that. More older older and world-weary and, like... Okay. Okay. We'll get to there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. here's the thing about Ned. I actually don't care if they're contemporaries. I don't... Yeah. Like, the fact that you dated my sister until, I, until you told me to stop... That's a little weird. Yeah. It's a really funny line, and I'm actually I'm actually okay with that line, but I'm like, I don't... 
I, I don't. Yeah. That's a, that's funny for their dynamic because they're the yeah, same age. Yeah. But, but you can have other yeah. funny lines. Definitely. Presumably. You dated my mom until you told me to stop. <laughs> that's a pretty good act. Um. Uh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I had um a few choices. Well, the one I was thinking though is Jason Mansukas. Yeah, Jason Mansukas comes up a lot in the show. He's always great. Oh, because yeah. oh, well. he's undercast. He's undercast, and that's I think true. he's good like in small doses. Mm-hmm. Where like I'm not sure if you'll ever be able to like you know. Lee, yeah, sorry. Uh, he'll be able to like uh, be uh, like he's not obviously going to be our Phil, but I think he'd be good, and he'd also give a different energy to him too. Because yeah. I think you can tr- say what you about Stephen Tobolsky. He was Ned. He has made a career off of being Ned. So yeah, whatever exactly. you do, you're going to have to like either go outside of the curve of him being like, what if you haven't been like a crazy annoying person, but a legitimate crazy person? Someone too, you, you wouldn't expect avoid. to be. Sell- okay, here's my next question. Ned is a random person that kind of like confronts Phil on the street yeah. and tries to sell him insurance. Uh-huh. What's something else that Ned could do? Does he have to be an insurance salesman? That's true because I feel like that's another 80s staple. Yeah. I guess like a that's... lot more people sold insurance. Either a lot yeah, more people sold insurance, insurance back insurance then salesman. or screenwriters just loved the idea of playing with it. Here's a comparison and why I think we should go with your Silicon Valley gentleman. Herbalife. Herbalife? Yeah. Uh, green, like outside a supermarket saying, hey, do you want to donate money to Greenpeace? Yeah. Zach Woods would kill uh, that. Yeah, Zach Woods would be really good at that sort of character, and I think that's kind of the modern day equivalent. Yeah. yeah. Well, either, yeah, either either the "Hey, can I stop you for a survey?" or like the multi-level marketing. I think is even. Yeah, more. I do that's Herbalife me. for sure because like, it, it, it's the same thing. Well, I mean, it's actually even less legitimate than you know life insurance. Life insurance is a real thing. And and give him a reason too why he's coming out of the woodwork, pretending that he knows you well enough, where yeah. it's like you'll get a call from a friend where it's like, we haven't hung out in like, you know, ten years. How's it going, buddy? But and then second conversation. Let me tell you about this great product yeah. I'm in I'm, I yeah. Yeah. and you can just see Zach Woods like bizarre. Like he's get those eyes where they just get bigger and bigger and he's like yeah. kind of I don't know, I'd I love it. So that's why I think we should go with Zach Woods. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a cool idea. So that brings us to our big three. Phil, Rita, and Larry. Okay. Larry's not a big three, I guess. But yeah. am, am I missing anyone? Is there anyone else? No. Uh, yeah. No, no. Do, so we, th- that's everybody? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really cast the piano teacher. I didn't really cast... We cast the kid who falls out of a tree. Because there was a lot of... I'd Harrison Ford for the kid that falls out of the tree. But we can keep Harrison going. Harrison Ford? <laughs> Interesting choice. Is it just because he's no, always falling from the it's, sky? It's, he's mapped onto a baby's face or a child's face. <laughs> I think we just talked over my really good joke. I'm going to say I'm it sorry. again. Is it because he's always falling from the sky? Ah. That's why it was worth repeating. There we go. Um, <laughs> but mapped onto a, baby, a baby's face onto is also funny. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so let's start with Larry. Uh, and I do kind of think that the original actor who played it, uh, whose name <laughs> is... Is something. He's is, in so many movies. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I got so far away Chris from this Elliot. page. No, it could Beer be anybody. It's Chris, Chris, it's Chris Elliott. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Elliott, you're right. Oh, I have it on my phone, I could have just But, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, no, no, uh, so mine is uh, Billy Eichner. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, it would change his character, I think he'd be a little bit more... It, 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 it against plays to my movie, where everyone in the world is more back at Phil. So it's and like, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, instead of, you know, currently, uh, Larry is just kind of like... He's saying snarky things behind his back and kind of rolling his eyes. And, and we also yeah. would probably lose a little bit of the creepiness of him hitting on Rita and him hitting on Nancy, which is. Yeah. Yeah. But not which is not a fun, good. It's not Billy a fun story. Billy Eichner can play straight, though. <laughs> um, I'm not saying he can't. No. 
I'm just saying he won't. (laughs) (laughs) He refuses. Well, the thing, though, about him is that, like, he can't hate the town more than Phil does. And I can't imagine Billy Eichner liking that town. Why not? Why is that intentional? Well, no, no, here's the thing. He can... He he goes both ways. Yeah. It's like this town is delightful. Yeah, exactly, that's it's what I was saying. Have you tried the yeah. pretzels that are over on Third and Seventeenth? Oh they are a walking drain. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like overly enthusiastic, but yeah. enthusiastic about it. Exactly. So, Billy Eichner is actually a really cool idea. But who do you have? Um, I was split. I had uh, Michael Pena, who he's also great. Yeah, and he can have him like kind of summarize the day up every time, mm-hmm. a la Ant Man or Adam Pally. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who that is. He is. Uh, this is why he was on Happy Endings. He was in Iron Man three. He is a improv guy. Iron Man three. He is the he is the TV repair dude that pops up randomly. But he's a good schlubby guy. Uh, that if we do, so that's if you want to go Chris Elliott. I think he's I think he's like close schlubby. to the modern time Chris Elliott. But if you want to do Michael Pena to have like because. It kind of like we were talking about. I can imagine Michael Pena having so much fun at this place, and like he just has, brings positive energy that like Phil can keep bumping up against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's too much of a. He's not. A, I mean, he is a leading man. I don't know. I really like him, but I think he's so charming. He might. <laughs> he's too charming. He, he, but he is. Like I think yeah. he would steal focus Which from our from our main guy. Probably the problem with my choice because I went with. So Chris Elliott is this figure yeah. of comedy. He kind of yeah. can play this like snarky like guys yeah. like yeah this guy. I picked Keegan Michael Key. Oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah. But if you think Michael Penny is too much of a leading man, Keegan Michael Key well, suffers from that no, as well. No, but Keegan Michael Key, I think he knows how to share the spotlight. Yeah, right? not according talk- to Don't Think Twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, That's but like Don't Think Twice is a really good example. Like not his character, but the way he acted in that movie. Yeah. The, like he he was really flexible in the fact that he had to give a lot of scenes to people, mm-hmm. but then at the very end when he snaps at them. And he's in a lot of movies where he's not the lead. In fact, yeah. most of the movies he's in, yeah. he's not and the lead. Look at most of the movies he's in. Yeah. Yeah. But same with Michael Pena. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Keegan Michael Key would be able to share the scenes, yeah. but I think Billy Eichner is better. I, I'm going to go because with Keegan Michael Key, though. On he's that. snarkier. Because you want to keep the snark, and Keegan Michael Key is funny, but he's there's something about his face he's inherently... He always looks like a nice guy, even when he's like playing a mean person. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you look at him and you're like, "That guy's just really nice." I mean, he could be someone who's so earnest that he legitimately enjoys going to this town every year. Mm-hmm. That said, that's also supposed to be Rita, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And you have to entirely rewrite his character. Whereas Billy Eichner, you could keep the snark. Against... I'm kind of leaning towards Billy Eichner. Oh, well, I was, I was going to back you up on Keegan Michael Key. I love Keegan Michael Key, but I think you won't be able to do as much with Keegan Michael Key because. He'll kind of fall into the same realm, like, okay, so what's he doing in this town? And I w- yeah. kind of want to avoid yeah. the love interest things, and I think Billy Eichner can do that as well. So let's go with Billy Eichner. Cool, cool, cool. And also because he comes up on the show all the time, and really? I want to be able to say, we just used him, it's fine. Yeah, nice. So right. I want to do Rita second, because I want to talk about Phil, because Rita kind of needs to be someone who can match Phil. So let's talk about Phil first. Okay. okay. My Phil is Bob Odenkirk. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's why you wanted everybody to be old. Ah. <laughs> because, I mean, because, hey, he's an older character, but he's That's also kind pick. of the same kind of sense of someone who yeah. can be completely world-weary, but he has the, he definitely has the comedic upbringing, but he also has the drama, and he can yeah. go back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. This I, is how he's going to EGOT. I think, right? I think as far as comedy, like, yeah, exactly what you just said, everything is there except I haven't seen him play a love story. I don't know how he's going to do his romantically. Interesting. Yeah, because even Better Call Saul, like, his chemistry with... Oh my god, what's her name? 
I'm going to call her Lady. La- lady, his his chemistry with Lady in Better Call Saul, <laughs> but you're going to come back and swap out her name, right? I'm just going to look it up now, and okay. then we'll fill time. Quick, Phil, talk about <laughs> things. Uh, uh, better Call Saul, though. No, no, uh, but, it, but basically... They Kim ha- Wexler, they have like, played by Rhea Seahorn. I think that's the closest thing I've seen him like, have like a kind of love interest for, but the, yeah, like you're saying, the, they always do feel like they have a gap and everything. Yeah. So mine, I my pick is Ryan Reynolds. Because we're talking about somebody... Did you ever see uh, the movie Just Friends? No. Okay, well, it's basically a mini... It's not the same story, but it has that thing where it's like... There's a sweet guy in there, but in the beginning he's a total asshole. And so he he nails that reversal. Mm-hmm. He is certainly a romantic lead that people would want to come see the movie for. Has a believable love story. And he's charming. Like He can pull off that transformation from asshole to... Like a genuinely nice person, so I mean, yeah, he's yeah. my guy, and he's and he's legitimately really funny. He's not Bill Murray funny, but he's very funny. He's yeah. a very different kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. and I think um, um, because one of the things I was mentioning was just that I think Marvel kind of has a lock on these actors right now, where it's like sarcastic, like and especially since Marvel, all their characters are sarcastic. That like you can kind of use any of the Chris's, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Reynolds. Um, I had Paul Rudd out of the, those groups of people, but yeah. my riskier pick was um rob delaney now i don't by the shrugs here he i know who rob delaney is i'm i'm curious to hear you defend him Ooh, he... Ooh. okay have you seen uh catastrophe no okay so i'm basically i have seen deadpool 2 yes so he so <laughs> you know rob the, delaney, guy. the guy from De- deadpool 2 also peter yeah. from deadpool 2 um Great role for him. Star making role. He doesn't need this anymore. But he does need this. <laughs> and the fact that he, I think um, he's in a show right now called Catastrophe where he plays a, uh American expat who goes to England, uh, brandy's a woman, and then has to move out there and to kind of throw out his life. And his character is so sweet and sarcastic and unique that like he plays a really... Because he's also an alcoholic on the show. He's really... Uh, he plays all those dark notes really well underneath all the light moments. So you're almost getting kind of like a good reverse fill that you get that like nice sheen of him. That being said, yeah. So I think that if you want him to start making role and you want to give it to like older comedic actor that can pull off the sarcastic thing, that's who I'd go with. That being said, Paul Rudd out of those guys, Paul Rudd, I think has the best acting chops out of all the Marvel quirky dudes. Yeah. I would not give this to a Marvel quirky dude and, Including Ryan Reynolds. Well, yeah, I, I think if you were to make this the, like a studio picture, that they would say like Ryan Reynolds Groundhog's Day, boom, and it'll get made. I don't think we should pick it now, simply because no matter who we pick for our person, because there's such a wild difference for all these people, that that will kind of like swing our Rita. So I want to hear who your Rita is as well. Okay, because I paired my Rita. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think we need to pick this as a pair. Okay. Oh, okay. So my Rita is Allison Brie. Yeah, Alison Brie pairs well with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, really well. I would love to see a love story between them. She's funny. She's basically she... married to someone who's very much like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. She can play, like, her... So the core of, of Rita is a sweet person. Mm-hmm. But what she's lacking in the in the movie now is a backbone and an ability to kind of... I mean, she has a little bit of one, but sure. Alison Brie has that perfect... Like, she can play it sweet, but then she's in glow. She has that... That fight and that fierceness. She, even though she plays like the heel, she's still playing the sweet person and really isn't that fierce in Glow. I yeah. mean, that's one of the yeah. big arcs of Glow is her learning to kind of stand up for herself. Yeah. 
But she can, fact- she can transform into that. I suppose. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I just love... I mean, I... Yeah. I mean, it... If if Groundhog if Groundhog Day is not the movie where we see Ryan Reynolds and Allison Brie together, we're gonna see one in real life. So I don't really care. No. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that will happen. The movie's coming. Yeah. So, oh, I, I, it's I, like I, they're they're going to start dating in real life. It's like that's a good threat. But Allison Brie's married. She is married. She's married to Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is married to Blake Lively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like my parent. I stick by it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had uh, three names coming up that depend on who we ended up with. Uh, but actually, looking through them, I had Tina Fey, Rashida Jones, Elizabeth Banks. It feels, like, it feels like cheating. I'm going. I'm going to stick with it's definitely cheating. It's Rashida definitely Jones. Cheating. Oh, okay. Okay. Because um, uh, I think she basically Elizabeth Banks and Rashida Jones both kind of get like screwed over a lot by having to play like the bland, um, you know, girlfriend role or the wife that goes like, uh, this crazy guy. <laughs> But I think Rashida Jones had uh, in uh, the movie Celeste and Jesse Forever, she had a lot of good like monologues where she did fight back and she was funny and she was able to like keep up the edge. And obviously, if I keep with my Paul Rudd, like Paul Rudd and Rashida Jones have great chemistry together. It's been kind of proven. So my read is uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, because you're doing Bob Oak. Because of, because of Bob Oak. Ah, and I think those I'd, two... I'd like to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I think those two match really well. They have the hair, yeah. they have the hair for it. They have the hairs for she, it? Or, or she has the uh, Annie McDowell hair. Oh. She does a little bit. I like she, does, she looks a little bit like the character, but I also just think she'd be a strong choice because she has the yeah, comedic background oh, yeah, and yeah. also has the drama. I thought you were referring to the fact that Bob Odenkirk is losing his hair while she has a massive but, amount of hair. But, <laughs> yeah. But but also... They, Wait, let, let's let him explain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I mean, the reason is is that she's an amazing actress. She's a comedic legend. Yeah. And in that sense, she can keep up with Bob Odenkirk. And I think mm-hmm. that the, we have two titans of comedy doing this thing back and forth. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay, we get it. Yeah. These are two people going back and forth who might hate each other at the beginning, but we can kind of see the dynamic. If only things were a little bit different, they'd actually be a really good pairing. Yeah. I think your choice is the ideal remake, and my choice is what they'd actually make. Yeah, that's I, and, and, I, and I do think that's true. Yeah. yeah, because I think exactly that, and I think also the other hand, Weatherman's going to be an older dude. Yeah, yeah. Today it's going to be an older dude. Yeah, no, there's there's a bunch of Weathermen that look like Rod Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> so we have three things left to do, and we don't have a lot of time if we're going to make it to dinner somewhere. Okay. Um So we have Peek our writer, our director, and our song. I want to do song last. Okay. Because I think that'll be the most fun, and then we can end on a joke. Uh, did you guys do a writer and a director, or did you do a writer-director? I did uh, a writer-director. Writer director, so. Let's start with... Uh, yeah, let's start there. Okay. My writer-director is Taika Waititi. Fair. Yeah. I love it. I mean, he's got this... He's good at zany worlds. Or not zany worlds. He's good at interesting worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good at, like... I, I haven't seen him do a love story yet. Maybe he has that I haven't seen, but he's good at like stories with heart to them, mm-hmm. um, Hunt for the Wilder People, stuff like that. Um, I'd love to see what he does with the kind of hedonistic part of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like that part with a modern budget and a modern sensibility could be really exploded and made even bigger, and I think he'd do a great job with it. My original choice for director had been James Gunn for a very similar reason. Uh-huh. I ended up going in a different route, but that's certainly something that I was like open to um for uh my director i had uh jason reitman um just on the fact that 
he's kind of hit or miss right now, although I think Tully's like a good step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But the one thing he does really well are two things are really like nice, sweet character moments and also montages. Cause a lot of this movie is going to be montages and up in the air. Thank you for smoking. And even Tully, like the mom scene, he, the way he compacts like so much of motherhood into like five minutes really fast. I don't, I would not describe any of the scenes in this movie as montages. As this one? No, I would he... describe it as quick, short scenes, but I wouldn't describe them as montages. The death montage? The, uh, the... Okay, circle. the death montage. Yeah. Alright, I'll give you the death yeah, montage. Yeah, the, the, him picking her up at the bar, like, doing that scene over and over again. But that's not a montage. Yeah. A montage is generally, like, music underneath it, no words, like a series yeah, of... The, it's but, a training montage because we're getting past the scenes. These scenes are still actually happening. Oh, yeah, short. but I think... I like the way that, like, he can kind of mess around with time and, uh... It sucks that he hasn't made anything as good as Up in the Air, which one of my favorite movies. But like, it's I, a great movie. But, but when I was wa- uh, I was watching Up in the Air again recently, I was like, oh, this would actually be kind of a cool way to tell um, Groundhog Day. Interesting. My director is uh, Jonathan Levine. Yeah. He did Fifty Fifty. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's doing Coming to America. Oh, is he really? Yeah. That's oh, he is. So he is kind of in the world of remaking movies from the eighties, but he also the reason I picked him is because he did stuff like 50-50. And he's yeah. done these movies mm-hmm. that... There's a lot of things happening, but at the end of it, the core of the movie is the heart. He's yeah. able to get in touch with the characters in, the, in these movies. Well, in 50-50, you can deal with like somewhat depressing material as well. Yeah, yeah. he did Warm Bodies, right? I think so. I'm slowly looking at it. Um, yeah, and the, uh, and the Wagness was really good, too. Like, uh... Oh, no, he did Snatched. Yeah, <laughs> he's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that... So... Let's also talk about who we had for our writer, and I'll go first for this one. Yeah, yeah. My, I actually had a writing team of uh, Diane Ruggiero, Ruggiero and Rob Thomas. Um, mm. They Rob Thomas created Veronica Mars, and the two of them together are Matchbox creating... Twenty, right? Not Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> no, but that's a joke that they make. Yeah, he makes All that joke time. in every one of his shows. It's great, and I love it. Uh, and but and right now they're currently doing I Zombie, and the reason oh. I do it is because it's. It's a procedural show, but it's a, it's it's a, it's a serialized procedural show with like kind of a long story that is also kind of sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, and they have yeah. to like you want to talk about world building and that thing. Yeah, they they do a slow build, but they built the hell out of that world, so yeah. to speak. Mm. Um, I, and I actually chose TV writers too. I chose um, Tina Fey and Robert Garlock because one thing I think they didn't have as much fun, and we we're kind of talking about this with Taika Waititi, is uh, they didn't blow out the world a lot. Like, mm-hmm. the other characters were kind of, like, cute, but they weren't, like, wacky or they weren't funny themselves. And the one thing 30 Rock and uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the two shows that they made together, is that, like, everything in the world is funny. Like That's, all the that's my next question to you. Groundhog Day, like we said at the beginning, is a lot of comedic people, but it's not, strictly speaking, no. a comedy. Yeah. Can Tina Fey and etc.? <laughs> Your other writer, uh, uh, Robert writer. Garlock. Thank you. I'm so bad with names. Robert Garlock. I'm bad. I'm, just, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, do you think they'd be able to do this movie without making it too jokey? Yeah, because that's it, one of the big criticisms of uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh yeah, because I think um, Mean Girls is a good example of it is of how they were able to of like you know she literally took like a like a book about uh, high school and then like was able to carve out a really like great story with beats and like she's able to juggle a lot of weird funny characters but the way that she was able to dial back all the characters to make sure that like oh Lindsay lohan actually got a real good ending out of it mm-hmm. 
Fair enough. Mean Girls is a good comparison. I'd love to see what they do with this sort of movie. I'm willing to go with them. Uh, but then I would say let's go with Jonathan Levine for directing. Yeah, I mean, I, th- Jonathan Levine, I'm in the same thing with Jason Reitman territory where it's like he's... Because 50-50 is such an amazing movie and Wagner is such an amazing movie. And you know what? I, I give him a shot on this. Tina Fey and... Robert Garlock. Robert Garlock. Which leaves us with our one last thing. Let's do this. The big other character in this movie, one of the things that a lot of people remember from this movie is the song. Yeah. What song did you pick? Why don't you go first, Tom? I've been going you go. First. I can go first. Okay. Right. My song is Gautier's Somebody That I Used To Know. Oh, oh wow. wow. And I picked that song because... Uh, G- babe, I Got You, Babe, is kind of a romantic song, and, go- uh-huh. and Somebody That I Used To Know is definitely a romantic song. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the reason why I pick it is because it's also a really good alarm clock song. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, it doesn't necessarily have to be Starts a clock radio. It could be the song he picked on his phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's waking him up. I'd still have it on a clock radio, though. Like, that's how small town he is. Yeah. Like, it can make even a joke about that. But yeah. the reason why I pick it is because it's like... It's like, song, 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 but you didn't have to cut me up. Yeah. yeah. And then, okay, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Yeah. yeah. Every morning, just having to oh, deal man. with that. Just, oh my God. Yeah, but, oh man, I'm imagining if that actually was like your wake up song, that'd be, yeah. that'd be an interesting way to kick off the day with heartbreak. Yeah. It kinda starts That's kinda... what the movie Oh yeah, does. no, no, for sure. It starts a little creepy too. Like if I was like half awake and I heard like, clum, 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 oh man. Have they done a slow build, slowly yeah. waking up? Have they done a horror movie trailer yet with like a girl on like the piano doing an acapella, like uh, someone that I used to know? Because that should be the next one. How could she be on uh, or not piano acapella. and doing acapella? You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it was acapella pianos. In acoustic. <laughs> acoustic uh. person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who'd you, uh, who'd you add, though? Um, I had uh, Call Me Maybe by Carly Jepsen. Just because... Ooh. <laughs> the, the other point of the song See, the is... The fact that you don't like it is good, though. Yeah, is that, like, it has to be... You want it to be a top... A, a, a top 100 yeah. song. Yeah, a top 100 song well, that's, like, not cool. Was a top 100 song in the 80s? I don't know that. Yeah, of course. That's no, no, it wasn't well, in the it was, 80s. It was, it was slightly older. Earlier. So it's, yeah. like, it feels like a song for... So in our case, it'd be, like, you know, 10, 8 sure, years sure, ago. Sure. Um, and the fact that it's, like, it's a brainworm and you can get funny mileage out of it. But if you had to wake up for eternity to that song, it would drive you insane. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, my choice is Lovely Day by Bill Withers. I don't know that song. You probably So do. you have to sing it. Sing a couple bars. Uh, it goes, the chorus is like, Lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. I have yeah. no idea what song that is. <laughs> I, I, keep going, songs, keep going. <laughs> if you listen to it later. I, but it's basically like, it's it's a song about he loved, it's having a fantastic day. Yeah. And so I think it would just be, oh, and it is, mean. it is, it is a popular song. I think a lot of people, if you listen to it, you'd probably know it. Probably. And so it's just like, Although I don't the, listen to the radio. The idea yeah. of this song. podcast. <laughs> like everyone should. Every morning. Podcast. Every morning. Every morning he wakes up to the WTF podcast. And it's, Mark and I mean, <laughs> that's not outside the realm of possibility. Squarespace, you guys. The song is an ad for Squarespace. The song is an ad for Blue Apron. Blue Apron. But yeah, just the idea of this song taunting him yeah which some people have claimed that the i got you babe is kind of the song taunting him as well you know i we've got you not gonna let you go um that's yeah. clever that's what, that's what i was looking for anything that had like uh for the cover junction thing and this is crazy bit mm-hmm. i wanted to make sure that at least had like some little dig at him yeah i think both of yours satisfy the requirement where it's like a popular song that you wouldn't want to hear forever yeah yeah but what this is great i mean well but what i think is it might not get all three old. of our choices are 
Come on. Whatever. I love that song. <laughs> I, 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 For 10,000 years. I think I could. I think I've listened to it. Then it doesn't many work. Many times. Yeah, but I actually did think there's another, like, there would be an element to it where it's like in the beginning of the movie it annoys him and then it really drives him crazy. But then once he's, like, into falling in love, he's kind of like, it is a lovely day. He gets, comes around to it. So it's, uh, your version of this song is the I Would Walk 500 Miles tape from How I Met Your Mother? There you go. (laughs) It's just in cycles, like, you hate it, then you love it, then you hate it, then you love it? Absolutely. Look, we all have three really (laughs) strong choices, so I'm gonna do this. Which song do we pick? Uh, I think you should do the WTF podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Squarespace. Well, we're not doing that. (laughs) Peanut Gallery is no help. No, um... I think Toby's song. All right, yeah. Toby's song it is. Toby, what's the song? Um, "Lovely Day" by Bill Withers. "Lovely Day." And we'll play. I'll play it for you after we finish this podcast, and you'll be like, "Oh, that song. That's a great song. You picked right. the right one." So let me do a rundown of this. We have Groundhog Day, starring Bob Odenkirk as Phil, Julia Louise Dreyfus as Rita, Larry is going to be played by Billy Eichner, Ned is going to be played by Zach Woods. Instead of an insurance salesman, he'll be selling Herbalife. Nancy is going to be Tiffany Haddish. Buster is Michael Shannon. Mrs. Lancaster is Ethel Bevers. Doris, <laughs> Doris the Waitress is uh, Vanessa Bayer. Our neurologist is the internet, because why would you go to a neurologist yeah. when you have WebMD? Uh, man in the Hallway is Ron Funches. Our old man is Bruce Dern. Our writer t- team is going to be Tina Fey and Robert Garlock. Our director is Jonathan Levine, and he's going to be woken up every morning by Lovely Day by Bill Withers. Oh, God. All right. Gentlemen, we have a movie. I love it. I've seen this movie. Yeah. And as a follow-up, tell us about your plugs. Uh, Where can people find you and and find out stuff on the internet? It's funny because we actually have very uh, similar plugs. So you can find me on Twitter at DylanMW. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Spell Dylan. Yep. D-I-L-L-O-N. Oh, my God. I had forgot. D-I-L-L-O-N. M-W. No hyphen. Um... I'm not on social media at all. <laughs> but but if you're in the L.A. area, um, we both work at this place called the Hatchery Press. It is a co-working space for writers, but we run the workshops there. So uh, him every other Wednesday, me every other Tuesday. For me, we write a screenplay scene. So we write a scene um, based on a prompt every time. So it could be like a chase scene or something, and you have 30 minutes to write a scene. And for Toby... Yeah, it's a creative writing workshop, and we work through kind of fiction writing books. Every time you come, we'll be doing a different chapter, and I kind of run through, and we do some writing exercises. It's a good time. That's great. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah, the so Hatchery in Los Angeles. The Hatchery Press. Yeah, it's in Larchmont. <laughs> That's fun. I know where that is. Do you guys have a salt and straw? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, it's not ours, but I wish it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then if you're interested in finding out more about the podcast, you can follow it at Ideal Remake on Twitter, or you can join the Facebook group, which I highly recommend, because we're great. And if you want to find out more about me, I'm at Sam Gash, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H, on Twitter. Thank you guys both very much for being guests on this show. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, This was fun. fun. time. Yeah. You going to watch this movie? Absolutely. I'm sad that it's probably not going to get made. (laughs) I hope you enjoy watching this movie every day. Hey, for 10,000 years. Bye, guys. Bye.